You're listening to Rama Ford Today. Uh, you know, I need some help here. I can't stand this pain any longer. And, and I said, Lord, somewhere here, I, I'm missing this somewhere here. I don't know where it is. I, I didn't see it at least, but you know, where is it? You didn't miss it. Where is it? On the inside of me. See, we're talking about being led to spirit. On the inside of me. That, uh, that still small voice. I don't mean the voice of the Spirit of God speaking to you like he does sometimes so real that it just seems like some audible voice. But the still small voice. See, and that's the next step beyond being led by the witness of the Spirit is by the inward voice. That still small voice that every Christian has. Not just preachers, every Christian. That still small voice way down in here somewhere said, where you're missing it is you're not calling those things which be not as those they were. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan wraps up his teaching, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God, Volume 1. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Paul, as I said, we might look at it a little bit here. Paul said some very illuminating things about his conscience, which is, of course, the voice of the Spirit. And I would suggest that you do it. I don't have time. You go through the New Testament and follow what he said. You can follow your reference and follow what he said about his conscience. Now, let's go back to this verse in Romans 8, 16, before we conclude. The Spirit itself, or himself, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Too many times, people think that the witness he's talking about here is a physical something. It isn't at all. He does not say that he bears witness with our bodies. People will say many times, you know, I, I'm saved because I feel like it. Well, now, if they're talking about a spiritual sense, that's a different thing, or a witness. Let's call it what the Bible calls it. Let's don't call it feeling, because that's misleading. You see, feeling is the voice of the body. It's not the voice of your spirit. Reason is the voice of the soul or the mind. Conscience is the voice of the Spirit. Well, he's not going to bear witness with your feeling. He's not going to bear witness with your reason. He bears witness with your spirit. Is that right? I'll be honest with you. I, I, I don't, I'm very careful about using the word feeling. See, we sense the presence of God very often in our service. We say, we felt it. Well, we really didn't feel it physically so much as we sensed it spiritually. It affects us a lot of time physically, but, but we should be careful to differentiate because people get into this feeling realm. Then when they feel good, well, glory to God, hallelujah, I'm saved, everything's fine, filled with the Spirit. Then when they feel bad, their face is long, said, well, I've lost it all. I don't feel like I did, so I must be backslid. Yeah, I've had people like that to deal with, and you have too, everybody has, that's been in the ministry realm. But you see, their faith is based on the wrong thing. If we go by feeling, then we're going to be in trouble. It makes no difference whether you felt like the Lord heard you or not. If the word states that he did, then bless God, it's true. If God said he heard and answered your prayer, then he did, so you say he heard and answered me. Base your faith on what God said, not on what you felt. Now, see, we run into this very often on this healing business. Now, I can tell you exactly, because I've been in the healing ministry for 43 years, and I want to say it again because I want to keep it clear. You know, we're not opposed to doctors or medical or medical science. Thank God for all they can do and the help, you see, that they afford people. And 
We're not against them. They're not against us. They're, they're against the same thing I'm against. They're just using different methods. Amen. But uh, I know from my own experience of practicing divine healing. Like one fellow said down in East Texas years ago, you know, he said, bless God, he for 25 years, you know, he said, I haven't taken anything, rubbed anything on. Well, that's not really testifying for healing, you see. But the Lord has been my healer and I had not been necessary for me to do any of that. And I know from experience because I practice what I preach. I wouldn't preach something to you that I didn't practice myself. And it's a difficult thing with pain in your body. But you see, practicing the word and being led of the spirit, the spirit and the word go together. See, a lot of people try to act on the word of God, never paying attention to what their hearts tell them. But they're going to have to balance out. Well, I remember one attack I had, I don't know to this day what it was, but for eight hours and something, I was in pain. It, it, it fell to me right here, not up here in my stomach, not down in the lower bowels, but about middle, right here by where my belt buckle is. For eight hours and 40 minutes, it's just like, some, just like something with fingers in there, just a tearing, just pulling. You're most excruciating pain. You couldn't sleep. I hadn't slept all that long. It would, as I appropriated the promise of God and prayed it lit up, never completely stop a little bit. I'd doze off to sleep, and then when I'd doze off, it'd come back again. I'd wake up. Well, for eight hours and 40 minutes, eight hours and 40 minutes, pain will pull you down after a while. You just can't stand but so much. And so finally, after eight hours and 40 minutes of that, you see, I was so pulled down, I hadn't slept all night. I, I needed rest. I'm tired. And I said to the Lord, Lord, uh, you know, I fought this thing about as far as I can go here. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I need some help here. I can't stand this pain any longer. And, and I said, Lord, somewhere here, I, I'm missing this somewhere here. I don't know where it is. I, I didn't see it at least, but you know, where is it? You didn't miss it. Where is it? On the inside of me. See, we're talking about being led to spirit. On the inside of me. That, uh, that still small voice. I don't mean the voice of the Spirit of God speaking to you like he does sometimes. So real, it just seems like some audible voice. But the still small voice. See, and that's the next step beyond being led by the witness of the Spirit is by the inward voice. That still small voice that every Christian has, not just preachers, every Christian. That still small voice way down in here somewhere said, where you're missing it is you're not calling those things which be not as though they were. See, faith, Romans 4, 17, I'd preach that, calls those things which be not as though they were. See, you're not calling those things which be not as though they were because, you see, you're still saying, I'm hurting. You were thinking about calling a doctor. You see, if you call those things which be not, can you see that? Then you act like and speak as though you were healed. Can you do that in that pain? Yeah, you can. I know I did it. I said, all right. I began to laugh right on the bed. I said, I see it. I see it. See it? Stumble right over the same little old stumbling stone. I said, all right, I call those things which be not as though they were. I call it as though I was healed. Now, if I was healed, what would I do? I'd go to sleep and sleep. That's what I'd do. <laughs> and I'd just turn right over. When I turned over, like you snapped your finger, every symptom disappeared. I fell off to sleep and slept soundly. Never had another symptom. The minute I began to call those things which be not as though they were. Now, you see, here's where the battle is again. Between your spirit and your body. Particularly when it comes to healing. You see, the feeling part rises up and defeats us. Are you following me? The feeling part. We go by our feelings instead of uh, our spirits. But you see, in, in the midst of the test, 
in the midst of, of, of the battle, the Spirit of God led me out. He didn't condemn me for thinking about uh, calling the doctor. I never had in all those years, but I was sure seriously considering it. <laughs> you can't stand but so much pain. It'll wear you down after a while. We don't criticize anybody. No, don't base your faith on feelings. Base it on the Word of God. Romans 8, 16 does not say that the Spirit bears witness with our bodies or with our feelings. It said the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. The Word and the Spirit agree. The Word and the Spirit agree. How can you tell if it's the Spirit of God that's... Well, if it's in line with the Word, it is. If it's out of line with the Word, it's not the Spirit. I've had people come to me, they were just sure of the Spirit and leading them to do something. I said, no, no, that's not it. That's not the Spirit of God. Now, this, may, this, is, an extreme, this is an extreme case, but it's absolutely true. One man came. He's married. He's got a wife. There's another woman in the church. She's got a husband, but the Spirit of God leading them to leave their companions and marry one another. That's out of line with the Word. Don't you entertain that. You start entertaining that, and the devil will get you. And you'll think you're following the Lord. Are you listening? And you know what's strange about that is? You think any Christian know better, but I know full gospel pastors and preachers that have done that very thing. I know some of them talking to me. Said the Spirit of God. The Holy Ghost led them. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I said, no, he didn't. That's not in line with the Word. That's not in line with the Word. I never believe that the Holy Ghost yet broke up any homes. I don't believe God's broken up any homes yet. Now you think about this. One preacher. I, I'm not talking about now just a, just layman. You know, you, you know, you'd think preachers would know better. Especially full of the Holy Ghost in the ministry. Miracles happen under the ministry. You know what one preacher said to me? I'm not talking about something somebody told me. You don't go by here and say, I won't repeat that. That's scandal. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm talking about things firsthand. Well, yeah, but I just don't love her anymore. You know, after all, when the flame, the fire's died out, it's gone. You can't rekindle it. I just soon hear a donkey break at midnight with a tin bar. <laughs> That's not going to give you any excuse to commit adultery. You can rekindle the fire if you want to. Amen. Just don't love her or him like I used to. God's leading me in a different direction. It was the God of this world that was leading. Now that wouldn't be funny if it wasn't so pathetic. But it's, 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 it's pathetic. Not the least bit of humor about it. The Spirit and the Word agree. This book inspired by the Spirit of God. Examine your leadings in the line in the light of the Word. Amen. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. First in this month's offer is the Kenneth W. Hagen book entitled, God's Victory Plan. Next is Kenneth E. Hagen's four CD series, 
the name of Jesus. And the last item, Lynette Hagen reads success scriptures on CD with beautiful background music. All this for the special radio price of $35. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Sunday, May the 1st is International Rhema Day. Yeah, it was something about what in the world's International Rhema Day? Well, it's a day in which churches, businesses, individuals, individuals, they first of all, they pledge to pray for Rhema Bible Colleges all over the world. We've got 270 of them all over the world. Yes. And then tell other people about Rhema Bible College. Yes. And then support Rhema with a special offering on that day, May 1, with a special offering to help support Rama. That's what Rama International Rama Day is. Yes. And you can go to rama.org slash IRD and get all the information, sign up, be a part, and especially, I mean, especially all of our Rama grads and all of our, our, our churches and all of you that have been blessed yes. by, this, by this ministry. Uh, you need to be a part of this because we're teaching people that mandate that was given to my dad, go teach my people faith. That's and that's right. what we're doing. And when you support Rama, you're helping us to train others to go into all the world and to tell everybody about the faith that you can have in God. Next week on Rama for Today, we'll start a new life-changing message. That's Monday on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.